Welcome to the Life to the Fullest podcast. I'm your host, Dan Jason. I'm grateful for you to join us today on the EF3 Life platform. We're journeying with you through life, and we want you to have betterment, to have success, and to achieve every aspect of your goals and your dreams. It's all about life to the fullest here, and today I'm exceptionally excited to join you because we're going to talk about something that is really passion-driven within my own life and within those that I'm advising and that is diversification with your money. Money is certainly our greatest wealth-building tool. It's something that we can do in order to bring betterment to our lives and the lives of other people, and utilizing in the resources that are available will help you and I to have the dream life that we want to have, to live out that life with one another, and to enjoy the journey that much more. Now, recently, I've been thinking about things as I'm sitting by my pool during the summertime, going on certain vacations, and also getting up and working hard every single day to realize that your nine to five day job is not going to cut it. What you do with your money, with the salary you earn or the hourly wage certainly is helpful. Having a budget, we talked about it, staying out of debt, but building a wealth building machine is going to be something that's going to help you to really move the meter in your life with your finances. And it all comes down to the six basic needs of humans that drive decisions and how we view and use money. Those six a- assets can help you to truly radically define where you're at in your life and understand your philosophy of how to not only make money, but how to use it and how to bless other people to have a fulfilled life. Because The who you are definitely will determine what you use your money in order to do and why you want to achieve it, why you want to make more of it, and how you're going to spend it and utilize the resources that are available to you will matter as well. Those six basic needs of humans that drive decisions include need for certainty and comfort. That's number one. Number two, the need for uncertainty and a variety. Number three, the need for significance Four, the need for love and connection. Five, the need for growth. And six, the need for contribution. If you're able to diversify your funds, your asset allocation is diversified into a mix that is substantial, that is able to go into a variety of different avenues, albeit the stock market, bonds, certainly active investments with the brokerage account, retirements, whether it be a Roth IRA, an IRA, a simple SEP, some other 401k, or also being able to get into equities and private investing as well as real estate, that mix is going to help you to build a wealth building machine. But you have to understand what your goal is, what your priorities are, and who you are first, so that way when you're working hard and your money is going to work in good use, you realize which one of these six things you need the most and you can prioritize. So we're just going to take a couple minutes to break these down, and then we're going to actually look at some tangible takeaways in order to diversify your portfolio to help you to win with your finances. Number one, the need for certainty and comfort. Every human being wants to have certainty in their life. They want to have control, and they want to be able to live not only comfortably, but to realize that all their basic human needs are met, that the things that they have to have in order for survival are taken care of, that it's on autopilot. Just as much as you and I don't think about breathing or a heart beating or, or blinking or something that might seem as mundane and as ridiculous as that, 
Our human body is doing it. It's automatizing it. We have to build a system in our life that automatizes it. For a lot of us, our nine to five job or something that is a salary that is stable gives us that comfort gives us that certainty that the bills will be paid, the lights will stay on, we'll have food in our refrigerator and a roof over our head. Certainly those things are important. I would say that's probably number one for everybody, that feeling of comfort. But meeting the basic human needs is not where we're trying to stay at. And everybody that I've been advising certainly understands that certainty and comfort is not where we're trying to stay, but we're going for greatness. Life to the fullest. There's so much for you to enjoy. And the lifestyle, the dream life that you had always wanted to have can truly be yours if you do some of these things a little bit more each day. You tighten things up. You set a precedent in your life to sacrifice from time to time in order to get to where you want to be. We're going to talk a little bit more about that later. But number two, need for uncertainty and variety. Certainly, this is a great human need as well. Having variety, spicing up life, throwing different things into the mix, being able to do things that help us to detach from that nine to five job or being able to get outside of the areas of where we're typically normally living on a day-to-day basis and going on a vacation from time to time, a weekend getaway, going out to eat, having an opportunity to go to a game or concert with friends. Whatever our hobbies, our interests are, certainly money and finances can allow us and afford us the opportunity to enjoy the finer things in life, and that's where variety comes from. Otherwise, our life gets boring and stagnant, and if we're bored and we're stagnant in our life, certainly what we're doing on a day-to-day basis to make money and to move the meter in our life will not be as enjoyable or as purposeful as well. Number three, the need for significance. Each and every one of us wants to feel important. We want to feel like we're doing something that's actually mattering, that's making a difference in our life. And if you're not, well, it's time to look at yourself in the mirror and think about what am I on this life and on this planet for anyway. That's a whole nother conversation. But when it comes to purely finances, we have to have significance, right? We bring something to the table. We have skills, we have abilities, we have talents, we have passions. And if we're mixing our career, we're mixing how we're making money with what we're doing and it can align with our purpose, then we're truly going to have the ability to utilize that wealth building machine to the max because we're not going to get bored or burnt out. We're going to be able to stay the course and we're going to be able to live out our dreams because dreams take time in order to achieve them. Number four, the need for love and connection. For me, I think this is what drives me the most out of anything. Certainly, it is about gaining wealth, but wealth kept to yourself means absolutely nothing. What good is it if you had millions of dollars or all the possessions, beautiful house, cars, all these things, being able to travel the world, but not be able to share it with anybody? If you just think for a second, when anything happens that's really good in your life, when something takes place, when you achieve something, what's the first thing you want to do? You want to tell other people. You want to share it with others. And most of us, that's not to be braggadocious. It's not to be boastful. What it is is to share your experiences because we get joy. We get purpose. We get fulfillment out of that love and connection with other people. Relationships are the key. And I will tell you that money will help to enhance those relationships because the experiences will get to the next level. The opportunities to do things that you never could have done before now are unlocked and you're able to provide for people that you love and care about the most. You're able to give and in giving, we truly do receive. It's a great blessing. So that's something that will be important for you to kind of think about as we journey together today. Number five, the need for growth. 
Most people have to grow. They want to grow. They want to be successful. Well, some of us want to get to the next level that have this never best mentality, meaning that we always can strive for more, that we're always trying to reach new heights, we're always on the climb, and we're enjoying the journey and the process along the way, because growth happens a lot of times, and most often, in the struggle, in the difficulties, in the challenges, in overcoming, and in the toil. And then during that toil, we learn a lot about ourselves, we learn a lot about how to systematize things, how to make a better system for our life to raise our standards, so that way we can be more successful, so we can utilize and apply the knowledge that we gain so that we can go to work for us and we can be smarter versus working harder. That is growth. Number six, need for contribution. Most of us in our life, especially as we get older, will want to contribute. We'll want to make a difference. We'll want to make an impact. Money can certainly open up the opportunities to do that in a profound way. And you don't have to do it with your name out there all the time. You can do it anonymously. You can make a radical difference in someone else's life by doing small things. I once heard this great story of Tony Robbins. For those who know him, great philanthropist, great entrepreneur, somebody who came from nothing. And in his book, he wrote about this. And it's a great book. You should check it out. Money Masters of the Game. Highly recommend it. Fantastic book. Also check out my book, Winning with Money, Dollars and Cents, because these books are going to help you on your path and on your journey. But what Tony shared was when he was 11 years old, he didn't have anything to eat for Thanksgiving. And he thought it was going to be just another Thanksgiving again, where they didn't have anything on the table when all the kids at school that he was, you know, classmates with would have an enjoyable feast, or at least have something to look forward to. And his family is super poor. And all of a sudden, a knock on the door, he opens the door and a guy is standing there with a boatload of groceries. And he says, this is for you and your family. So you can enjoy Thanksgiving. Imagine that kind of graciousness. Imagine that kind of generosity showing up on your doorstep in a bleak and dismal moment, especially on a holiday, something that should be a joyous occasion. And his day was made and his life changed forever from that. In his book, Tony talks about then his mission when he became 17 years old as a janitor, saving up enough money so that way he could do that for a family. And then the next year, two families. And then a year after that, eight families. And then he got other people involved. And now he's feeding millions of people every single year. Well, how does that grow? Well, it grows from contribution. Someone contributes to your life and then you want to pay it forward and pass it on to somebody else. A legacy can be left. And there's lots of different ways we can leave a legacy. But certainly our financial contributions to our family, to our children, to our children's children, to the community we live in, to great causes that we feel very connected with. This can all be a way that we're able to contribute, but you can't pour from an empty cup. You have to have more in order to pour out blessings into the lives of other people. These are all exceptional ways, the six ways, basic needs of humans that drive our decisions of how we view and use money. So now the question begs for us, how much am I committed to putting away and saving and investing monthly? Number two, Where do I put this money? And number three, how much am I going to need to achieve financial security and freedom? As the Richest Man in Babylon, one of the greatest books that I've read as well, and I'm going to continue to reference different books that I've read because they are certainly helpful along your way to give you more of that knowledge. A part of all I earn is mine to keep, a part of it. So how much will I save and invest in terms of my greatest wealth building tool, which is my income? And how can I create a higher level of income and passive income streams? That's where diversification comes in. And that's where I'm going to teach you some really great tangible takeaways today that will help you in your future. Now, for those... 
The Life to the Fullest podcast is brought to you by EF3 Life Financial. Make sure to visit ef3life.com slash financial for my best-selling book, Winning with Money, Dollars and Cents, a comprehensive guide to financial freedom and peace. Great resources, free, available at ef3lifefinancial.com. There's only one way to live, and that's life to the fullest. Those out there, we're all coming at different places in the financial game. Some of us have great amounts of debt. But let me remind you, I once had over $250,000 in debt myself, paid it off, now am not only debt-free, but living in the house of my dreams. If I can do that at 34 years old, certainly you can as well. And it's all about creating a system in your life. Now, certainly if we increase the ability to earn money, that we could pay off more debt earlier. And the more and quicker that we pay off debt, even the playing field and get to ground zero, which is zero dollars debt owed, then we can start really earning money, stacking it away and doing what the greatest uh, investors do is do just that, allow compound interest to play and use its time. And that's why Albert Einstein said the compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. Because certainly everybody who utilizes it is going to grow and to become better for it. And for those who are victim of it being in debt, they're going to see their funds deplete, diminish, and they're going to continuously be on the hamster wheel trying to go around and around but never getting any traction because debt is like a bad pet that won't go away that you can't get rid of. My hope is that after you listen to this podcast and you continue to read my book, Winning With Money, Dollars and Cents, and you research things on your own, you'll understand Life doesn't have to be the way that it always has been for you, but if you do a couple things, that you can radically make a difference. The first, again, is paying yourself. So you have to decide, of each paycheck that I get, of all the money that I'm making during my 9 to 5 job, or even the overtime shifts that I work, let's just call it our income, whether that's salary or it's an hourly wage, however we're being paid, if it's bi-weekly, weekly, or on a monthly basis, you have to figure out how much you're going to pay yourself first. And when I say pay yourself first, what I'm talking about is putting away money, not only for your future when it comes to your retirement, but also putting in active investments. And right now, because the Fed's raised the rate recently, you know, you can put something in a preferred cash savings account that's going to yield you an interest rate annually of almost 5%. Most of them are between 4 and 5% right now, guaranteed return. Which that means is if you are able to save even $100, okay, this is a very small amount, in a month, you're making 4 to $5 of interest on every $100 that you put away. So $1,000, well, now you're making 40 or 50 bucks, okay? That starts to add up. If you're saving 10000 well, that's even more than that. So you got to start thinking about the hundreds of dollars that you can earn annually, and then they'll turn into thousands of dollars because it's really about the habit that you're doing in order to save and to invest your money. And that all comes with paying yourself first. The only way that you can pay yourself first is by living on a budget. So if you don't have a $0 budget, meaning that every single dollar that you earn is assigned to a certain category, is assigned to something in your life. And for most of us, what we do is we might have a budget, we might try to follow it, and most of those who are diligent do follow it, even to a T, but then you're putting away your money for savings or investing at the end. Instead, I encourage you to do the opposite. Obviously, you have to take care of your actual needs, the four walls, 
you know, the roof over your head, the food and the clothing and the transportation. But outside of that, now you're paying yourself first. So you can decide, I want to put X amount of money away each month in order to invest it, in order to save it, to start hitting my goals. And then I want to put some money away for my financial future and building my retirement account up so that way I don't have to work for the rest of my life. So that way I do have a nest egg to rely upon. So I do have an emergency fund that's there. See, these are all things that most people don't think about. They're living paycheck to paycheck. And that's why money becomes a great pain point in life versus a great blessing. That That's why it becomes a great ally to those who are able to utilize it and understand the wealth building tool behind it. If you want to make a money making machine, you have to start doing some of these habitual acts on a daily basis because then they become automatized. For young people out there, I encourage them, start doing this as soon as you get your first job or the, or the next time that you get your paycheck, start putting that money away. It'll become automatized. It'll be taken right out of your paycheck into that savings account, the preferred cash savings, and then you could decide if you want to open up a brokerage account and start investing it. So when it comes to diversification in the stock market, I highly suggest that you don't just invest in single company stocks because the rise and the fall could be a little bit too volatile for most people. But if you do, start with the steady eddies. I talked to some friends about this last night. We were hanging out by the pool. They said, Dan, you need to do another stock summit. And I did this a number of years ago before the pandemic, and it was great. We gathered together. I had done a ton of research. I had talked to my financial advisor. I'd also spoken to a lot of others in the field. And we came up with some what we called steady eddies. Those stocks that are going to continuously be on the rise that are Fortune 500 companies that are steady and true, tried and true over the long haul. You know, stocks like Google or Apple or McDonald's or other industrials. Now, these are companies that are always going to continue to have growth potential. And although they might not be exploding in growth right now, Tesla is another one. There, there are so many out there that you can invest in that is a sure bet for your future. Now, you're going to see rise, you're going to see fall, but you can't be just tech sector heavy. A lot of people did that during the market. And when it was booming, it was great, and then it crashed, and they pulled their money out, and then they lost a lot. For those who kept their money in there and they diversified, they spread it out. You got to think of it, and I said this before, but I'll say it again, like manure. If you pile up manure in one spot, it stinks, and no one wants to be around it. However, fertilizer is manure spread out over the course of your entire garden, over the course of all the vegetables that you have out there that are planted, and it will make things grow beautifully, miraculously, and over the long haul. And that's what we want. We're not looking in terms of our stock investment, whether it be our brokerage account and short-term investments or a long-term, especially with the Roth IRA, which you know is growing tax-free, or your IRA or 401k to have a significant gain overnight. We're not talking about flash frying in the pan. We're all about growth over a long period of time, especially with your retirement funds, because you're not even going to be able to touch them without penalty till you're 59 and a half years old. For those who have the brokerage account to diversify, you want to put it in a number of different sectors, whether it be industrials, consumer goods. When it comes to you know things like the, the technology, yes, is an important sector. When it comes to Fortune 500 companies, mid-cap, small-cap, large-cap, you have to spread it out amongst a variety. And one of the ways to do that I highly recommend is ETFs. You can get an ETF in all these different sectors. And that way it'll spread it out to 20, 25 different companies. And you'll see rises, you'll see fall, but more, more or less it'll be going up over the course of time. And anything that's yielding you something that's over 7 to 8%, 
annually is something that's really good because you think about compound interest. Here's something I'm going to teach you today. I've said it in the past, but it's worthwhile saying again because it really helps people to understand the power of a wealth building tool because your day job, your nine to five, that is your salary. That is your income. That is your hourly wage. That is something that is going to help you to have money set aside at the end to be able to save and to invest, to to really establish a routine to feed the machine. So it is. It's a routine to feed the machine. And like anybody who knows, if you wanted to you know, gain something out of it, you got to put more into it. And our risk tolerance level certainly goes into play. But even if your moderate risk level, whatever risk tolerance is, you have to feed the machine to make it grow. So what am I going to teach you right now? It's called the rule of 72. And the rule of 72 is quite simple. In order for you to know how long it will take for your money to double, you're going to divide the interest rate of return that you're getting into 72. So let's say that 8% mark. If we're aiming for the 8% mark, say our our interest rate of return is 8% over the course of a year based on a diversification of where our money and, and investments are, are netted. Well, what's going to happen is you divide 8 into 72. All right, you're going to get um, 9 as the amount of years that it's going to take for your money to double. 9 times 8 is 72. So, what that means is that in nine years, at the same rate of return of 8%, you will have doubled your money. So let's say you had $20,000 saved and invested. It's going at the same rate of return of 8%. In nine years, at that 8% return, according to the rule of 72, you will have 20,000 will turn into 40,000. That's even without adding anything to it. Now, the beauty of compound interest is if you, if you add things along the way, you do it for a duration of time, now, not only is your money going to double in nine years, but at the rate that you're adding it, it will double as well. So let's say you will you would have added an extra $1,000 over the course of those nine years. Now, your $29,000 will actually turn into a $58,000 investment. Well, let's say if you were able to save up an extra $20,000 over those nine years, that $40,000 would turn into $80,000 and just keeps compounding so on and so forth. This is feeding the machine. So your nine to five job, that's your first order of business. But then the second is investing, is diversifying, is going into you know high risk investments that are spread out over the course of a long time. So that way you can bulletproof your portfolio, meaning that if you're a younger person, you can level up your aggression. As you get older, you can, you know, start to tighten it up and start to you know downplay it a little bit more so that way you're not losing as much of their swings in the market but play the course of time and understand that you have to have some really aggressive asset allocation with some of your funds and some of your investment mix in companies that might be on the rise in fortune 500 companies but also ones that could be mid-market that are trying to get to that large cap um building streams so that way you can utilize them when they get to the next level you're going to sometimes win on them and sometimes you're going to lose on them that's okay you're only doing like 15 percent into these really aggressive funds then the majority is in the mid-level right a mid-level of aggression and that's probably 50 percent or so and then you want to do you know about another mix of 20 25 percent 
in a lesser aggressive fund so that we have stability. And then the last part of the mix can be in that preferred cash savings account. That That's at least the mix that I would suggest for people. And then you can play with the aggression levels as your age fluctuates. But if you do that, you have a wealth building machine. So that's in the brokerage account, in a market account. And you could go to any type of financial institution, whether that's Charles Schwab or that's um, Merrill Lynch or that the Vanguard, the, the vehicle doesn't necessarily matter. Some uh, platforms are easily easier to utilize when it comes to their app and who is helping you to manage the money. But overall, you'll be able to have the knowledge from books like mine, books like Tony Robbins is writing, books like so many others in the market, from doing your own research on the ETFs, the exchange traded funds, and also on Mutual funds, but I'm not a big fan of mutual funds because the cost expense ratio is too high. What that means is every time that it's traded, there's percentage of your profits that are going to the broker, going to the person that is managing your account. So you want to stay away from them. Indexes are the way to go. Always go with the index fund because the expense ratio is lower. And when they are traded, it costs you less of a service fee. Sometimes mutual funds could cost people up to 2%. Now, 2% of interest is huge because because if you're yielding 8% and now you're only getting 6, now it's taking you an additional, right? An additional um, three years for you because of the rule of 72 in order for your money to double. Well, that's a big problem because time is a precedent. It's something that's the greatest uh, ally that we have, but it's the thing that's most precious in this lifetime. So you have to understand that time is money. So here's how we can diversify as well. Getting to things like real estate. If you pick up a rental property, okay? And so the difference is you might be getting an 8% return, 10%, even on a really good year, 15% in the market, and that is great. Your money is working for you. You don't have to really do anything. It's just building and compounding as you sleep, and that's called passive income. So that's number one. Number two, you're doing that also with your retirement funds. Okay, It works in the same manner. Number three, though, is that you pick up a rental property. Now, if you're not already living in a home and you're renting an apartment, my goal for you is to use your money, save and invest. So that way you could buy a rental property and you can particularly buy a duplex. So you can live in one side and rent out the other. How is this advantageous to you? Let's say someone is spending $1,500 a month for a two-bedroom apartment. And instead of living in that two-bedroom apartment where they have nothing to show for at the end of the year, granted, they don't have to take care of much. You know, They could just show up and if things break, the person who is owning the property has to deal with it. I understand that. But in terms of pure finances, okay, the rate of return is zero. It's actually negative because the level of income that you're bringing in is going to be the same, but you're spitting out more and more and they're going to increase the rents. So if you pick up a rental property, a duplex, and then you live in one side, you could put as little as 5% down or 10% down. Sometimes there's certain loans that you could get that is 0% down, first time home buyer. Granted, you will have to pay property mortgage insurance. So I suggest putting at least 15% down if you can get your mortgage rate to be able to do that. And since it's your first home, you'll be able to live in one side and rent out the other. Now, the chances are, if you buy a home that's like 230000 250000 somewhere between one hundred and eighty and two hundred fifty thousand dollars your income okay if you're able to afford rent for a hundred and or one thousand five hundred dollars a month rather you're gonna be able to afford the property for the mortgage and that mortgage plus taxes isn't gonna be more than that but the greatest thing is you're building equity the down payment you put into it is automatic 
equity from the get-go, the person who's living on the other side that you can rent it out for $1,500 to now covers your entire mortgage and you're living for free. It's not only living for free, but you're building equity as well. Eventually, four or five years down the road, as you're saving, you're investing, you're continuing to utilize the great wealth building tool of the brokerage account and also your real estate, then you're able to purchase another property to live in and you could utilize both of those sides of the apartment to gain $3,000 a month and maybe you're now netting $1,500 because the mortgage could be $1,500 a month. So your profit is $1,500. Well, is that a beautiful thing or what? Now, even if your profit was $500, you're putting money in your pocket. Someone else is paying to pay off the property that you now own. And in the course of a 30-year period, if you take a 30-year mortgage, your initial down payment of, let's say, 50000 or so, well, guess what? Even if you put 25% down and you did a down payment of 50 or 60 grand, that 50 or 60 grand, the value of your property will have probably more than doubled, number one. So that $230,000 property is now worth 460000 So not only did you make two hundred thirty grand, however, you also made so much more because for all of those years, the next 25 years after you had that property rented out, after you moved out into a different home, well, you just netted, even if it was $500 a month, you netted six grand a year. Six grand a year times 25 years, if I do the math, that's like $150,000. So you add $150,000 of rental income, that's just on $500 profit above the mortgage rate per month, okay? So you're talking about 6,000 a year, and you do that for 25 years, it's 150000 $150,000 in rental income, plus the value doubled on your property. So now you're up to $380,000 profit on a $60,000, $50,000 investment. And for some of you, it might even be less than that because you have to put far less down, okay? Who can take $50,000 and turn it into almost $400,000 profit? I don't know. The stock market probably isn't going to do that. In order to do that, the rate of return that you would have to get is substantial and probably will never get there. Even if it was at 12% for a 25-year duration period, it's not going to give you that. We're talking about return on investment of over 750%. Sometimes you can get over 900% of the course of a 30-year period. Now, the beauty of it, you could sell that property completely And then you can earn 100% cash. Now, you will have to pay capital gains tax on it, but the amount of money that you will have left over is exceptional. And then you have a boatload of cash you can reinvest or you can invest in another property and continue to build it as a wealth building machine. Now, that's only from one property. If you continue to do this with two or three or four or five properties over the course of a 10 or 15-year period, imagine the amount of passive income that you could have coming in. If you did $500 in profit you know, over the course of five different properties, now you have another $2,500 coming in to your household in order to help you to have more money accessible to invest it. And for those who are wanting to really be advantageous, you go for those triplexes. They're going to net you maybe upwards of $2,000 a month of profit on top of the mortgage payment and the taxes. 
rental properties and real estate is certainly the way to go. If you look at the world's wealthiest people, that's what they're doing. So diversifying amidst stocks, amidst bonds, amidst real estate is going to help you to be very profitable and help you to, in order to diversify your portfolio, to make gains in your life so that way you can do things that you thought you never could do. So you could buy your dream home, buy your dream car, have a life that you could give to other people in order to bless, in order to go on vacations, in order to travel. All this will be accessible to you because you did things that other people aren't willing to do. For a lot of us out there, we're a little bit nervous or intimidated when it comes to putting our money into different places. However, we're never nervous or intimidated to buy things that we hadn't bought before. Why is that the case? Well, consumerism is certainly an addiction. What I want to help you to do is to become addicted to not only saving and investing, but utilizing money and understanding the purpose behind how you're using and why are you using it and what kind of needs when we think about those six needs from the beginning of this episode that you fit in the most and to prioritize them so that way it will make sense for you. Your life is one that you can live and live alone, but you have to be understanding that in order to live better, in order to do better, in order to achieve things, you have to live differently. You have to move the meter in your life. You have to establish passive income streams. You have to diversify and spread it out. Understand if you put it all in one spot, it's probably not going to be as good as if you put it in a lot of different places because if the market tends to dip, well, then there's it's like a lever. Then oftentimes the real estate market will increase. When the real estate market dips, stock market increases. So if you put it out in a bunch of different areas, then you're going to spread it out and bulletproof your portfolio so that way you can continue to build, you continue to expand, and you can truly have a wealth building machine that allow you to unlock the life that you always had hoped for the life that you deserve, and the destiny that is truly yours. My hope is that during this podcast, you've learned some few tangible takeaways to help you to win with your money. Check out my book, Winning With Money, Dollars and Cents, and this will help you to achieve financial freedom and peace. I'm your host, Dan Jason. Check out my podcast again on ef3life.com slash podcast, and check out our social media at ef3life for the Monday Money Minute as well as many other updates, free resources, and utilizable budget building and debt payoff tools on ef3life.com slash financial. Until next time, as always, keep living life to the fullest.